Hi, everybody. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon Dave and, and layperson Lisa, Lisa show. show. Welcome back, everybody, as we continue on with our series on the mass retreat that we did two weeks ago. But Lisa, before we two get... Two years ago. Okay, two years ago. It feels <laughs> it like, felt two, like weeks two weeks ago. ago. It's so fresh in our memory. Now, uh, if you have not subscribed to our podcast... Do it. Please subscribe for automatic downloads so that we can get more people listening to our po- podcast automatically. Otherwise, our boss is going to cancel us. Right. And 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 our uh, we have no pride at this point. So please. So a little self-esteem is needed here. Yeah. And so we're counting on y'all to help us with that. And tell your friends. Exactly. <laughs> to subscribe. Don't just to tell subscribe. them. Right, right. To the, Hit that the subscribe DJ. button. That's all we need you to do today. Exactly. With automatic downloads. With automatic downloads. Exactly. And then give us five stars. There we go. We need five stars. <laughs> well, we've taken one minute and said absolutely nothing so far, Lisa. Oh, yeah. So we're continuing on. Uh, we had the... Um, the beginning of the gospel of John last week, right? And we yes. were kind of talking about the word of God. And so on this same Friday night of the retreat, the second meditation was on John chapter six. Bread of life. Discourse. Exactly. So let's start with that. Okay. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John chapter six, verses 35 through 69. I feel like I am Father Mike Schmitz right now. <laughs> That's right. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. But I told you that although you have seen me, you do not believe. Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and I will not reject anyone who comes to me, because I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And this is the will of the one who sent me, that I should not lose anything of what he gave me, but that I should raise it on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him on the last day. The Jews murmured about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? Do we not know his father and mother? Then how can he say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered and said to them, Stop murmuring among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, I have life because of the Father. 
so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. These things he said while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Then many of his disciples who were listening said, The saying is hard. Who can accept it? Since Jesus knew that his disciples were murmuring about this, he said to them, Does this shock you? What if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life, while the flesh is of no avail. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus knew from the beginning the ones who would not believe and the one who would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by my Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. Jesus then said to the twelve, Do you also want to leave? And Simon Peter answered him, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that's a pretty long reading. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things that just jumped out at me before we get into what we actually talked about mm-hmm. on the retreat, Lisa, is people actually said this teaching was hard. Mm-hmm. And so they went back to their former life. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes there are things about church teaching that we find hard, mostly because they don't conform to our will or what right. we want to do. Right. But we find them difficult. And and as a result, we either still go to church and blatantly ignore those and do what we want, mm-hmm. which is not good. Right. Or we leave the church. Right. Uh, but anything that's difficult to understand, if it's coming from the Lord, it's worth learning it. Yes, and, and trying to understand yeah, it. Yeah. Because it's only going to draw us closer to him. Yeah. What's kind of your initial thought? Well, that's funny that you mentioned that uh, part of the passage also because um when uh Jesus says this saying is hard who can accept it, it also made me think of like even back then people didn't accept that that would be Jesus in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um you know, 500 years ago people didn't accept it again and they separated from the Catholic church. So that's what struck me. It hadn't struck me before. As much as things change, they stay the same. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so frequent in the readings in the Bible. Exactly. And then the other thing that also jumped out at me was, um, and this ties into the last episode is when Peter says, you have the words, of eternal life. Ah, words. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah. like that. So you know what we forgot to mention, Lisa? That we were reading this uh, entire meditation during adoration. Yes. So while the Lord was um, present present on the altar in the yes. monstrance, yes. we were uh, reading the Bread of Life Discourse. Right. And then kind of going through this meditation that we're, we're kind of yeah. starting to get into now. Yeah. So St. Francis de Sales he said something very interesting. He said, we cannot be nourished with this flesh of life and at the same time live with the affections of death. So it's very interesting, right? So we're called, it's like it's one or the other, Mm. right? So if we're receiving the Eucharist, we're not really let it be manifested in our life if we're living the ways of the world. Ah, right. We have to die to self. Right. Yeah. And, and, And so the Lord provides for us 
what we need. But the question is, is do we really allow it to become a part of who we are? Right. Now, let, let me let me ask you about this, because one of the okay. things we kind of got into in this meditation was was adoration and the fact mm-hmm. that the Lord is is gazing upon. Not only are we gazing and adoring the Lord, mm-hmm. he is also gazing back mm-hmm. at us. Do yes. you want to kind of give us some of your own adoration experiences and how that what that means to you? Um, sure. Let's see. Well, sometimes I um, just picture that Jesus is. Like that's his face instead of his body, like, you know, the body of Christ. I feel like I just um, imagine sometimes it's his face and that he's um, just gazing at all of us. And once I had this experience where um, I was sitting in the front close to the monstrance, but I just was like imagining, and there's people behind me. So I was just imagining that Jesus was getting up like from the altar, which he was upon in the monstrance and just going and like hugging everybody who was um, there. Wow. Wow. That's very beautiful. And I think, you know, in a world where so often um, we can feel rejected. Yeah. There's a lot in the world that is rejection. The Lord is constantly waiting for us in the tabernacle. Yeah. Um, And he knows what that feels like because he was rejected. Yes, too. he probably knows more than yeah. He, right. he felt the entire rejection <laughs> right. of the world right. all at one time. That's right. a great point. So we could, it's, it's a place of safety, right? When we go to adoration, mm-hmm. uh, or even the adoration that we uh, should be having while at mass, getting ready to go up to receive yeah. him, right yeah. after the consecration, the Lord is present, and we should really be embracing that moment and recognizing that the Lord truly wants to abide in us, to become one with us. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. That God wants to become one with us. Right, right. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and that's what the angels, since they cannot receive the Eucharist, that's the one thing that they wish they could do that we can, so... Well, but they're on just, our side when we receive. That's on our side, but that's too bad for them. Just, <laughs> but they get uh, extreme, sorry, angel. They they get extreme joy of watching us receive him. And, you know, and isn't that so true though? That how often uh, we see and have joy when we see people coming back to Christ or receiving Christ in a beautiful way. Yeah. So I was um, at mass at a different church <laughs> um, fairly recently because oh, my of goodness. my work schedule. Well, I go to several different churches. But, oh my goodness. Um, so I was behind this guy and um, I sat behind him. So during mass, um, he would not be able to stand because um, I have a physical uh, restriction. Yeah, there you go. So he would stand when he could, but he would sit for most of the mass. But he would always he would often like raise his arms up when he was responding um, to um, making the uh, responses during mass. And when I was behind him to receive the Eucharist, it was pretty amazing because he went up with his arms open, like he was ready to give Jesus a hug. Like that, like was the highlight um, of the mass for me. Like, oh my gosh, I never saw anybody do that. And it was just very special. It is, it is, you know, there are so many things that obviously our attention is on the word of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Body and blood, but the body of the body of Christ is all around us. Yeah, because sometimes Jesus lets us, uh, notice things because he wants us and speaks to us through that. Right. And sometimes he needs us to do something because uh, a member of his body in the church might need our attention. They yeah. They need a hug, a kind yeah. word. Yeah. So we should all be really attentive to what's going on as well to the body of Christ around us while we're in mass. Right. In fact, as a deacon, I get to stand up there. And so I 
survey the audience throughout. <laughs> see what's going on. I see what's going on, and I will frequently go to people and check on them based on their demeanor during mass. Mm-hmm. And if, imagine if we all did that as a community. Yeah, we'd and, be much stronger. Yeah, instead of running out yeah. to try to see if I can get to the parking lot faster yeah. than everybody else. Right. Yeah, please linger around and, and talk with your brothers and sisters and maybe even the deacon and the priest as well. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we would love to spend time with you and, and just get caught up. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite part, other than receiving Jesus, is being able to, as an extrovert, to be able to, <laughs> to talk to people. Yeah. So I think one of the questions we brought up during this meditation, Lisa, was, is do I receive Jesus devoutly? And do I become who I have received? Mm. So I think those two go hand in hand. Yeah. Because if I'm not open to receiving him, if I'm not really paying attention, if I don't think it's the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ, then how in the world am I going to be able to take that out in the world? Right. You're not going to be transformed because the Eucharist has transformative um, powers and graces. Right. But we have to be open to them yes. and know that, okay, before we're, when we're um, in line to uh, receive the Eucharist, we could be thinking about these things or praying about them. Um, like Lord, open my heart to you as I receive you, something like that. Exactly. And, and how often do we take the opportunity to go to an extra mass right. during the week um, to receive the Eucharist and his word in, in a different way? Um, than just being at home reading. But to go to Mass, there's just something super special about it. Okay, so St. Alphonsus, uh, Lisa, he said that there is no better time to pray than right after having received Holy Communion. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, the presence of Jesus Christ is animated within us. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so in the sight of God the Father... Those prayers right after receiving the Eucharist have greater merit than other times. Hmm. So, did you know that? Uh, yes, because I attended the retreat. Okay, that's I was going to say. Uh, I think I, I wrote this part, <laughs> yes. but you attended the retreat. <laughs> but it's so true. And how often do we do we really take the time to number one thank the Lord and then um, to maybe lift up those special prayers? Well, that that's we what have. Eucharist means. Thanksgiving. Exactly. Yeah. But do we take that time afterwards to maybe lift up our intentions as well as a part of that? Oh, well, yeah, we should be. Well, according to St. Alphonsus, that would be the best time that's right. to well, do it. Well, that's like when you bring all your struggles when the gifts are being brought up because that yeah. um, is a form of stronger prayer. Well, yeah. You, in fact, not only the the, the, the struggle, whole mass. The whole, but you also give the Lord everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May the, oh, yeah, yeah. May the Lord accept my sacrifice and, and yours. And yours, yeah, right. And so we all have to remember, like you said, that we are a part of the sacrifice of the Mass mm-hmm. that is being offered up to the Father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. You know, St. Philip Neri, he would lose sleep at night in anticipation of receiving the Eucharist. Yeah. How many of you are super excited to receive the Eucharist? Do you yearn to receive the Lord into your very self? Or are you more concerned about other things of the world Mm. and in consuming those things of the world, Mm. which do not bring eternal life? Yeah. So I guess the question is, Lisa, how are you doing at filling yourself with eternal things versus non-eternal things? Well, I think... um... I try to keep my focus on God with all that I do. and um, So I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. 
What what is the one or two things that you fill yourself up with the most that are not eternal? That are not eternal. I've got. I've got okay, work. Okay, I'm thinking more specific. Okay, that are not eternal, like fear. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Fear. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Fear. Yeah. Worry. Yes. Doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those things consume me sometimes. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the very interesting little play on words there, Lisa. The things of the world which are not eternal. Yeah. We can. We think we're consuming them. They consume us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm fully aware. I know. <laughs> it's just a matter of no. And I'm like constantly praying for um, God to fill me with His love because fear and love are opposite. So yes, there is no God in fear. Yeah. Somebody has somebody said. Yeah. But here's the interesting thing too is when we receive the Eucharist, right? Mm -hmm. We actually increase. Yeah. Right. The the, the presence of Christ. Yeah. We in decrease us. and He increases. Yeah, but so when the Christ increases within us. Um, our spiritual life is increased as well. We as a person are more in touch with who God intended us to be, our own human okay, dignity, yeah. and everything that defines us that's appropriate, which is Him. Okay. A lot of times, as we've talked about, we get caught up in um, what the world thinks about me, yeah. right, instead of what Jesus thinks about me. Yeah. And He's present in His Word, in His body and blood, soul, and divinity, wanting to tell us exactly who we are by placing Himself into us. Yeah. I think yeah. that's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I don't know about you. So a lot of people, and we heard this in the, um, in the, in the gospel reading, a lot of people would doubt the presence of Jesus right. in the world. Right. Right. And what about when you go to, when you go to adoration or you ever, or even mass or mm -hmm. distracted, are you distracted sometimes? Oh, sure. Go? Yeah. How do you, how do you combat that? Um, sometimes I just try to quiet my mind and, um, like during adoration, sometimes I just have like thoughts that race through my head and just don't go away. And um, sometimes I just focus on my breath and that helps me and it just makes my mind blank. And sometimes um, I don't really get any sort of inspiration from the Holy Spirit, but I just have a quiet mind and I'm just focusing on like resting with Jesus. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're not going to have consolations. And... Or you didn't I mean... talk to me for the whole hour. What's up with that? <laughs> right, right, right. It's, it's like, um, it's like be still and know that I am God. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, Debbie, my wife, we can be sitting in the same room, right? We've been married for 33 years and we can have a conversation. We don't have to have a conversation right. in order to be present. With one right. But I can tell you when she leaves the room or she's not there, I notice. Yeah. And it doesn't, I don't feel the same or I don't feel whole or complete yeah. as when she's in the room. Yeah. So it's just that getting that idea that, you know, Jesus, who is our eternal spouse, he, he sometimes he just wants to sit with us. Right. Like Mary. Right. There doesn't have to be an agenda. Right. Or any conversation. Right. And that can really wash over us, can it? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So, you know, distractions are going to happen. One of right. the things that I heard is when a distraction happens is you just acknowledge the distraction mm -hmm. and then go back to adoration. Yeah. The devil wants you to keep, oh, man, I can't believe Yeah, I focus on that. Yeah, because um, there was, um, when I used to go to adoration at a adoration or a, um, yeah, Blessed Sacrament Chapel, not perpetual adoration, but um, there, I used to be quiet and then um, all of a sudden these people started praying the rosary and all I would do is focus on like, can't I can't focus here I'm, they're just like saying the rosary and yeah that's not what I was supposed to be doing it's not helpful people no so finally um St. John Paul II he said when we rest in the Lord's presence 
that's what we've just been talking mm-hmm. about. We become like the beloved disciple who rested on Jesus's breast at the Last Supper. Mm. In the Blessed Sacrament, we encounter the same Jesus. Mm-hmm. I like this. We encounter the same Jesus who walked the streets of Palestine, healed the sick, called people to conversion, and offered forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. That's the same Jesus that we receive. Yep. Any final words from you, libatious layperson Lisa? I don't really have anything else to add. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. See you next time. Bye.